Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. You know what time it is. You know where you are. This is the Cashflow Guys Podcast. I am Tyler Sheff, your host. And well, this week, I'm going to admit publicly, I was wrong. I sure hope that my wife does not hear this episode because she won't believe it's even happened. Let me tell you a little bit of backstory. I've been deep diving in learning the fine art of writing sales copy because what I've figured out that is that that seems to be the common denominator of all that's going on in the world. In other words, if you really want to sell something, if you have a house you want to sell or an apartment building you want to sell, or frankly, you want to sell yourself to a potential seller, motivated seller, maybe a real estate broker, whoever you're dealing with, maybe it's a financial friend, you're looking to raise private capital. The one thing that everybody that's successful seems to have in common is somebody on their team that is really, really good in their initial copy. So I've been studying copy for the last few weeks now. I've really been deep diving and I was reading a book called The Ultimate Sales Letter by Dan Kennedy. And if you don't know Dan Kennedy, he's probably one of the most legendary uh, copywriters out there. He's been around since the beginning of time. You ever heard of people like Frank Kern and and uh, Russell Brunson and all these these modern modern day uh, marketers? They all got their inspiration, their their lessons they learned from Dan Kennedy. He's one of the original guys of the, I'll call it the second generation. You got your first generation is your Eugene Schwartz's and all these different people, and maybe Gary Halpert and some others that have been real good. Jim Edwards is another one that is a modern day copywriter. But in this process, I, I've been doing a lot of thinking. I've been le- learning a lot about the whole direct response concept. Now, as you guys know, I'm not a huge proponent of direct mail over the years. And mainly that's because I see that 95% of the examples, well, they're crap. They're garbage. They're just poorly done. Templates, form letters, swipe files, all those things lend themselves to everybody sending the same boring message. And say it with me, ladies and gentlemen, we buy houses. We buy houses, we buy homes, we buy homes in Dallas, and that's all we have. And you've heard it, heard me talk about this in the past, but I think that this episode, I struck on something. I was reading uh, this book, one of the recent books from, not a really recent book of Dan Kennedy's, but a book, one of his most popular books called The Ultimate Sales Letter from Dan Kennedy. And if you are ever thought about really taking charge of your marketing message and you really want to get drilled down on your copy, I strongly recommend this as a read. You can pick a copy up copy up on Amazon pretty cheap, a couple bucks, whatever. But I want to read you an excerpt that's in here. Um, and, and I think it's going to say a lot. And bear with me one second. We'll go through this. It goes on to say, uh, we all know that copy is king. And a well-crafted sales letter can boost sales, attract new cost- customers, encourage current customers to buy more, regardless of whether they're reading it online or off. But when we mindfully take into consideration how the online reader differs from the offline reader, we're able to greatly improve our chances of getting them to take the action we want before leaving the website and most likely never returning again. Now, before I get any, go any further than this, I want to kind of give you the context of how this little excerpt was written. It was written to help you tweak your copy that would normally be direct mail copy to appeal to the online customer, but there's a hidden hidden uh, lesson in here that kind of jumped off the pages at me, and that's why I'm reading this to you. So bear with me. We're going to review it real quick when we're done. And it's those details that give us a huge advantage over competing messages online. You see, fundamentals of persuasive writing remain as true online as they do for offline formats like direct mail. The difference lies in the reader's intention 
and the state of being when they first stumbled upon your letter. Think about it for a second. You walk down your mailbox, you pick up the mail, you go back inside your house, close your door, and begin flipping through the stack, sorting it into piles, magazines, catalogs, bills, direct mail. But wait, one of those final letters catches your eye. The envelope is literally speaking to you. So you take it, you go into the living room, sit down on your sofa, open it up and start reading. You're relaxed. You decided that the letter is worth reading. There are no distractions. It's just you and the letter. Now picture yourself sitting at your desk. You're checking out how your stocks did today, reading an email from your best friend and looking for the best deal on flights for your upcoming vacation. You're active, you're task-oriented, and you're surrounded by distractions from your email inbox to the banners and links that are just begging for you to click for them. Click on them. It's right then that you stumble across the ad that catches your eye. You click on it, immediately arriving in a sales letter. You're already feeling impatient. You've got a lot of other things to do online at this very moment. Is there really something here you need? Oh, look, Expedia has a sale on flights. Click, you're gone, and you won't be back. So while, yes, the fundamentals of writing a persuasive sales letter that gets someone to buy are the same, there's a few key differences that you want to pay close attention to when crafting an online sales letter. Know your audience is tip number one. And he goes on to talk about uh, getting those big benefits front and center. I'm not going to go into all this in this this episode. We're going to keep it short and to the point. Pay attention to layout and design when you're doing things online and give special attention to your call to action. But here's the most powerful tip that he gave out of the five tips. Revise, test, and repeat. I'm going to say it again. Revise, test, and repeat. Here's the thing. You heard him given the description of what it was like to go through the experience of reading something that is enjoyable to read. Now let's flip open your desk drawer, look at one of those We Buy Houses postcards that that came back to you in the mail because you had the wrong address or maybe the person moved or something like that, and ask yourself, Does what you put on that postcard or what you bought when you bought that direct mail package, does it put you in the mood? If you were the person that received that piece of mail, does it put you in the mood to go sit down on the couch, maybe sit down in your easy chair, put your feet up, chill out, maybe get a nice glass of wine or grab a beer, chill out a little bit, and you get all set up to read a really cool thing. When I sit down to read a book, it's a process. I get a cup of coffee, I get comfortable in my chair, and I kick back, maybe I'm outside. I'll sit back and I got one of those gravity chairs. I kind of kick back at my, get my drink set up. Maybe I'm having a, a beer or, or an alcoholic drink or some a cup of coffee, whatever. There's a tiny bit of a process when I sit down to read a book or read something that I think I'm going to enjoy. Every once in a while now, because I'm studying copy, I'm reading a lot of sales letters. I'm intentionally opting into a lot of stuff to learn what would make me want to buy and what would not make me want to buy. So that when I write copy, when I've got, like I sell building and apartment buildings and houses for people that are investors, and I also find properties for buyers. And a lot of that comes down to writing copy that inspires people to pick up the phone and call us so one of our agents can get you folks squared away. So think about that thought process. Look at what would happen when somebody has something enjoyable they want to read, that they're going to take in the information and what they're going to, the process they're going to go through to sit down and relax and chill out, maybe, I don't know, put on their smoking jacket and ascot, whatever it may be, ask yourself, does the marketing piece that you're putting out, direct mail, bandit sign, I don't care what it is, landing page, email, does it make you want to read it or is it just sitting there screaming in your face with a spit hitting your eyeballs and a disgusting we buy houses and divorce and no realtor commissions, and it's just a pack of lies. Which marketing piece are you putting out? Ask yourself that question. 
And if you don't like the answer you did, you, you came to folks, make radical changes. How do you make radical changes? Well, you start studying. Maybe you grab the book, The Ultimate Sales Letter. Maybe you go to cashflowguys.com forward slash copy secrets. You type your name and your email address in there. You watch the webinar. You learn about so many, many secrets that involve writing good sales copy. Jim Edwards, guy I'm following, has got an amazing platform. It all begins with getting his book. I've told you in the past. I'm going to tell you again. Get a copy. It's a free copy of Copywriting Secrets. You can get it the next week or so and get started. All you got to do is pay for the shipping. That's my affiliate link. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash copy secrets. And let's get you moving in the right direction. Everybody needs to learn how to write copy if you ever plan on selling anything. Have a great week, guys. We'll catch up next this time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.